How y'all doing today? It's your boy Desmond Works, aka Bibles, and this is a new episode of Debt Works. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how the Tulsa Massacre, the last survivors, their case was kicked out of court because of a rotten judge. But before I get started, let me read my Copyright Disclaimer Act from 1976, which states... The allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. So the article I will be reading is from NPR. And it states, Oklahoma judge throws out a suit seeking reparations for the Tulsa race massacre. An Oklahoma judge has thrown out a lawsuit seeking reparations for the 1921 Tulsa race massacre, dashing an effort to obtain some measures of legal justice by survivors of the deadly racist rampage. Judge Caroline Wall on Friday dismissed with prejudice the lawsuit trying to force the city and others to make recompense for the destruction of the once thriving black district known as Greenwood. The order comes in a case by three survivors of the attack who are now over 100 years old and sued in 2020 with the hope of seeing what the attorney called justice in their lifetime. Spokespersons for the city of Tulsa and a lawyer for the survivors, Leslie Benningfield Randall, Viola Fletcher, and Hughes Van Ellis, did not immediately respond to requests for comment Sunday. Wall, a Tulsa County District Court, wrote in a brief order that she was tossing the case based on arguments from the city, regional chamber of commerce, and other state and local government agencies. Basically, all white, basically saying they ain't trying to pay these survivors of this massacre no money or anything. So they're gonna try to let them die. Basically, let them die with no justice for the relatives that got killed in this massacre back in 1921 in the once thriving black part of Tulsa. They were making so much money, had their own banks, businesses. You know, my own business, but the, as usual, the dominant society was being haters. People who don't look like me, which is black, they don't they they they're not black, was being haters and dropped a bomb on Tulsa and killed hundreds of people. Which is sad. She ruled against the defendant's motions to dismiss and allow the case to proceed last year. Local ju- judicial elections in Oklahoma are technically nonpartisan, but Wall has described herself as a constitutional conservative in past campaign questionnaires. The lawsuit was brought under Oklahoma's public nuisance law, saying that the actions of the white mob that killed 
hundreds of black residents and destroyed what had been the nation's most prosperous black business district continue to affect the city today. And it does. You know, they probably got like high crime, high um, rates in their, bad rates in their black part of the city. High poverty rates, you know, low reading rates, stuff like that. Because, you know, that stuff travels through your DNA. All that trauma stuff travels through your DNA, which is true. I did a past episode on that. So if you go back, you can you can look at that up. It contended that Tulsa's long history of racial division and tension stemmed from the massacre during which an angry white mob descended on a 35-block 30, area, looting, killing, and burning it to the ground. Beyond those killed, thousands more were left homeless and living in a hastily constructed internment camp. It's crazy. The city and insurance companies never compensated victims for their losses, and the massacre ultimately resulted in racial and economic disparities, disparities that still exist today. The lawsuit argued it sought and detailed accounting of the property and wealth lost or stolen in the massacre, the construction of a hospital in North Tulsa, and the creation of a victim's compensation fund, among other things. A Chamber of Commerce attorney previously said that the massacre was horrible, but the nuisance it caused was not ongoing. Fletcher, who was 109 and the oldest living survivor, set to release a memoir next month about the life she lived in a shadow of the massacre. That's sad. Man, it pisses me off. In 2019, Oklahoma's Attorney General used the public nuisance law to force opioid drug maker Johnson & Johnson to pay the state $465 million in damages. The Oklahoma Supreme Court overturned the decision two years later. Said they can do that, but they can't help out nobody else. And you see how this is? Them can't get no money for these last living survivors, you know, so they can make die, you know, have some generational wealth for their uh, descendants. Which is sad. Hate to say this, more like, I'm white and I say so. And this pisses me off, you know. That we can't even get no reparations. These people can't get reparations for the um for what happened to them, or we can't either. But we'll never get reparations. As long as they'll die, they'll blow up America before we have reparations. And that's true. But if nobody don't tell you that they love you, I love you. Peace.